Welcome back to the Evidence for Faith podcast with Michael Lane. If you're enjoying our content and would like to help us keep making more episodes on this podcast, you can become a donor at evidenceforfaith.org slash give. That's evidence, the number four, faith.org slash give. And while you're on the website, make sure to check out some of the other things we got going on, like our specialty programs. We've got one in marine biology, which is an entire marine biology course down in the Florida Keys. And it's great for students ages 14 and up. We also have our biblical archaeology tour in Israel with archaeologists Dr. Stephen Notley. That's coming up very, very soon. So make sure to check those out. And we also have our bookings calendar open. So if you're looking for a speaker to come speak at your event, church, group, school, whatever it may be, make sure to get in your request in right away. And finally, if you have enjoyed a particular series on this podcast, or you want to go back and look at a particular episode, our courses page has every single series we've ever done on the podcast nicely organized in its own course page. And sometimes there's a few extra little downloads and things you can use if you want to go back and study a particular series or share it with a friend or a family. All these links are going to be down in the description if you want to refer back to them after you're done listening to today's episode. And with that, thanks for being here and I'll let Michael take it away. Hi, and welcome to Evidence for Faith. It's again, it's your host, Michael Lane, as we're exploring the armor of God. This is one of my favorite lessons. It's a very popular lesson that I've been asked to do at many places, many churches and groups and stuff over the past, because as you're seeing, I have a full set of the armor, not plastic stuff. I have actual like movie prop reproduction uh, material here that we're going through as we're explaining this, because it helps us to understand so much more about this. And as we're shooting this, not in the studio, we're outside um, here in the forest, because that's where the Romans fought. We're in forests and on plains and in fields and stuff. We're out here where this is taking place. Well, as we're looking and we've been going through the different parts uh, of the armor of God, again, I always want to start each one of these lessons by reading the passage and then introducing the piece and then going into what does it mean? How does it work and what does it mean? So today, as we go into this, let's go back to um, to the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. And again, as I've mentioned in every lesson, this is one paragraph. And there is a reason I keep mentioning that, because as we get to the end, you're going to see the last piece it is uh, pertaining to this all being in one paragraph, and it'll make sense. Something that's often omitted many times when we study the Word of God. We sort of cut this thing short, but it goes chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. So let's read this together. Again, I'm doing this out of the English Standard Version. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in evil days and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. 
and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that the words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So that's our passage. That's the paragraph. And as we've seen, as we've covered here already, as we keep putting on the pieces, we've got the belt of truth put on here, tucking in. We've surrounded ourselves with God's truth so nothing can hinder us in our battle as we go out. We're not going to get caught up in, in um, the deceit, the lies of Satan or what the, the culture is saying of the day. We're going to stay true to the Word of God. We wrap ourselves in the Word of God. We put on a breastplate of righteousness, meaning the breastplate of holy living. And um, we put this on daily. Both these things, we wrap ourselves in these things daily. And another one, the next piece, are the shoes. This is a replica of Roman shoes. And it says in chapter uh, 6, verse 15, it says, And as shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. You'll notice that they're like a type of sandal, but they're a little different because they have studs at the bottom. You'll see this. They're studded along the bottom with nails that are put into the thick soles. And then they wrap up, they go around the ankle. So there's really, these are very, very secure. Now, this is why this is so important. The Romans had conquered, basically, at the time of Paul, they've conquered most um, of Europe, already going up and, and having battles in Britannia and stuff, um, what is present-day the UK. They've been fighting up there, fighting all the way into present-day, uh, up north of uh, and into Germany, and going um, way west, and they've conquered uh, along the north part of Africa. They've been conquering every place. One reason that they're so successful isn't just because of wearing a belt or the breastplate. Believe it or not, the shoes that they wore were so different. The enemy often wore just a type of sandal, smooth bottom. Romans, they used these things um, with little nails that are stuck in the bottom. Why is this important? Because, you see, if armies in the ancient time, if it's raining or something, and, and they're going to fight on a grassy field, and it's all grass and, and just weeds and stuff like this, and it's smooth or whatever. After a rain, if you've ever played soccer, <laughs> if you've ever done this, played soccer or football, with just ordinary straight tennis shoes, not studded shoes, just, just flat tennis shoes, and you go out and you play on wet grass, you know how slippery it is, and you fall down and stuff? Listen, you fall down in a battle, you're dead in those days. Spears and swords and stuff and daggers. Uh, arrows being shot, you're dead if you if you go down. So the Romans um, came up with these plans. What they did often, as um, we will see, when they would come across an enemy that had a superior piece of equipment, they adopted it. So they were taking the highest technology constantly and adapting it into their own army. And one thing that they came across was an army that had shoes with studs in them. Because now, if a battle's about to take place, you have the army on one side, we're on this side, It's um, there's a flat field of just grass in between or whatever, and it's rained, that army over there with just their ordinary sandals, smooth uh, bottoms, smooth soles, they don't want to fight until the ground dries up. Romans could care less because they have these studded shoes. They have the ability to walk on slippery grounds a lot better out in the fields and stuff because of these shoes. So the other enemy uh, that they're, they're coming across, their foes, would slip around and stuff and fall much easier than Roman would. 
by wearing these shoes. So because of the shoes being studded, they were able to go over the whole world. They didn't have to wait. I mean, they, they'd fight in the rain. They didn't care. The weather didn't determine their battles because they had really, really good shoes to go out and fight their battles. And with this, because of these, story, these sturdy shoes, they were able to support the whole um, their, their feet and stuff throughout the whole um, conquest of the world that they were doing. That's what they were doing. And so that's why these shoes are so important. Now, I showed you what the shoes look like by me holding them. Now you see I've got them on my feet, uh, the wizardry of editing. And so we have now my shoes on my feet. And like I say, as you can see, they're studded. And as I walk around on my deck out here, you can even hear the sound as I'm walking. Um, so they're not going to sneak up on someone on a wooden deck. Of course, they often didn't fight on people's backyards on their decks. But that's what it is. Now, let's get back into this lesson because it's so important. Remember what God said in this passage? He said it twice, to stand firm. Stand firm. That means you need a good pair of shoes to stand firm. Even on slippery ground with heavy dews or rains, you need to stand firm. You got to be in good placement as you get ready to stand. Now, to stand firm, you have these studded shoes, and I'm telling you, they really, on gravel, on sand, in grassy fields, these things really, really grip well. They, they stop, so they're very important, and they help us to stand firm. Now, I don't want to offend some people on this, but I'm going to tell you that too often this passage about the shoes is taught incorrectly. Um, I have sat in church services sometimes, not too often, but it has happened, where the pastor is speaking and he's talking about the shoes, and what he is saying is absolutely incorrect. Um, and I'm sad, saddened to hear Bible teachers and pastors teaching this, this reference to the shoes as being part of the armor of God and, and being incorrect. Um, because often what they will teach is they make reference to the armor of God, the shoes here, as evangelism and spreading the gospel. Now, that is part of the Great Commission that we should, you know, tell people about Jesus. That is true. But that has, that is not what we're talking about in spiritual warfare. Don't lose sight. This is in a paragraph talking to us and telling us how to defend ourselves and how to fight in spiritual warfare. Spreading the gospel, telling someone John 3, 16, explaining it, that is not necessarily what this is talking about. Because, even though we're supposed to do that, that is not having to do with spiritual warfare on our part that we have to put this on and do this. So it's not correct. I'm sorry, but it's not correct. You, when you take this paragraph um, and you look at what's going on with each piece, we had the belt of truth, talking about wrapping ourselves in God's truth, um, putting on the breastplate of holy living, breastplate of righteousness, and making our shoes, putting our shoes on, these Roman shoes that Paul has seen all his life, these studded things. And here, God is, the Holy Spirit is telling Paul to refer to it as the gospel of peace. Because it has the name gospel in there, there's where they often take this on a different road and they lose sight this is talking about spiritual warfare and they'll make sermons which are very good that we need to go out and tell people about jesus we need to tell them the good news but too often what happens is they they've lost the sense of what this paragraph is about so we have to be careful on that and i i understand where they get the idea that many pastors as i've sat and i've listened to them talk on this they will say that um oh they'll, they'll take romans chapter 10 verse 15 which reads how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news so because it talks about feet and it talks about good news the gospel 
feet, good news, they associate that verse with the Ephesian verse. And that's not the same thing. Notice it doesn't say anything in Romans 10, 15 about shoes. It's talking about feet, but not shoes. There's a difference here. That's not the right place. The shoes are not even, not even mentioned in that verse. So what is the gospel of peace then? What is this? For the answer, you can find the answer to this in the book of Romans, but you got to go to a different chapter, not chapter 10. If you go to chapter 5, verse 1, you will see what Paul is talking about under the influence of the Holy Spirit. It reads, Romans 5, 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the shoes of the gospel of peace. Peace is the key word here. Peace with God. We are going to wrap ourselves, are going to wrap our feet, and wherever we go, we're going to be having this. Wherever our journey takes us, we're wrapping in this. No matter what battle we're going to fight in, we're wearing these shoes, and we're surrounded. Uh, our feet are surrounded in the gospel of peace, peace with God. The gospel of peace is the peace we now have with God. Remember, this is written to Christians. It's written to Christians. Christians have peace with God. At one time, when we were sinners, before we become Christians, before we're saved, or born again, born from above, we are the enemies of God. We don't have peace with God. We're his enemy. Um, God was our enemy. But then we are saved and we're granted grace, and he imparts to us um, this grace through Jesus Christ, we don't earn it. We don't go out and work for it. It's, it's totally a grace act by God. We just accept it. And then the thing is, we're no longer enemies of God. We're actually adopted into his family. We're members of God's family. Oh my gosh. Do you understand how cool this is going into a battle, knowing that you are in the actual family of God? That God looks upon you as his child? You have the most powerful entity in the universe who created the entire universe who is now on your side as you go into battle you're you put on the holy living you're wrapping yourself in what his truth is and now don't fear because you have peace with almighty god that's what this is talking about that we're members we are secure in other words in our salvation and having this security in our salvation we should be brave wherever we go no matter what the battle is, we can be brave. We can have the enthusiasm um, to go into the battle because God is on our side. There's a true story that um, General Stonewall Jackson, Thomas Jackson during the Civil War, after the Battle of Manassas, where he was standing out there in front of all the shoes, shells going off, bullets flying everywhere. But he had this tendency of always being out at the front of the line. Um, it's hard for a general to lead when they're in the back. He always was out in front of his troops and bullets flying and people getting killed all around him. But he would just sit out there just as calm as could be. And a person asked him, how can you be so serene? How can you be so calm in all of this? And with all the carnage and all the deaths surrounding you, how can you sit up there and be so calm? And his response was, God has already determined the, the mode and the time of my death. Why am I concerned about it? I live a holy life and I try to go out and I do God's work. And by going out and living our lives and stuff like this, we don't have to fear death. We have bravery. A lot of people looked at Stonewall Jackson as being a very brave man. He says, it's not bravery. It's my faith in God 
God is my protector. And he's already determined everything about my life. I'm just going to go out and live my life as best I can for him. That's what he was doing. And he said, if everybody did this, everybody would be brave. Well, that's true. That's sort of the point of the same thing here. Maybe Jackson, who was a very strong Christian and Bible believer, studied his Bible and actually opened up schools for even slaves and stuff and uh, to have Sunday school classes and to learn and read and things. Um, even though he fought on the side of the Confederacy, he, he did these things. But the point is, is he was living a holy life as best he could. And he was showing people that um, by being um, in peace with God at all times, you don't have to be afraid. That's what this is talking about. We can be brave to go into battle because God's on our side. That is a tremendous advantage. There have been many battles throughout history that the soldiers, even though they were very well equipped, uh, they knew that their leadership was really bad. And they lost the battles because they feared. They didn't have faith in their, their generals or their admirals. They just didn't have faith that they were going to come out of this because even though they're fighting a, an inferior force with inferior weaponry, they were scared to death and they lost these battles um, because of that. Where other sides, there have been many battles that had a great commander with great charisma and encouraged his troops and they had faith in, in their troops and they went out and they won, even though they were outnumbered and their weaponry was subpar to what they were facing. Yet because of the confidence and stuff in their commander and their commander was brilliant, they went out and they defeated the enemy. We have God Almighty on our side. Wow. I mean, it can't get any better than that. The strongest weapons that the enemy have are nothing compared to what he can do. That's what we need to focus on. And so the armor of God, talking about the shoes, we can live in peace. We can get up, wrap ourselves in God's truth, commit ourselves to a holy living during the day, and remember that we have peace with God. God is not standing over us with a fly swatter waiting to and uh, swat us every single time he sins. Although some people have that impression of God that he's always wanting to whack us or something. No, God is love, is true. And the thing is, he loves us so much, we can have confidence in him through holy living and wrapping ourselves in his word that we can go into battle because we have this confidence, this peace of being a member of God's family. And God has already, as Thomas Jackson said, God has already determined the time and the mode of our death. Why do we worry about it? So let's go out and let's serve and let's go into spiritual battles against Satan and his foes, against all these enemies that are out there, because we don't have to fear them. We have God on our side. That is an important advantage in any battle that you go into, to have that type of peace and that kind of confidence. So that's the shoes with a gospel of peace, the truth, the good news of the peace we can have with God. How awesome is that? And I hope you got your shoes on today. So until we meet again, and the next lesson, take care and may God bless. Thanks for tuning in and thank you to our donors who make this program possible. Evidence for Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry based in the USA. You can support this broadcast by donating online using the links in the description. And don't forget to leave us a comment, a review, likes and shares to feed the algorithm and help others find this content. Thanks again and we'll see you on the next episode.